You have 24 minutes, the podcast from 24 Hour Nation. My name is Randall White. Would your college-age family member be safer in a university community that has a professional nighttime mayor? At this time in North America, there are 15 cities that have nighttime economy managers. Often these individuals have a responsibility to keep nightlife districts safer, more respectful, and more vibrant. Of these 15 cities, two are what we might think of as, quote, college towns. One of these is Iowa City, Iowa, home of more than 30,000 students attending the University of Iowa. Now, wouldn't you want your child to be in the care of a community that takes extra steps to care for its college students when they are out in nighttime business districts? In this episode of 24 Minutes, we talk with Iowa City Downtown District's nighttime mayor, Joe Riley. I've been an Iowa City resident for 18 years now. Came here to school at the University of Iowa, got my degree in theater arts. Iowa City has always been a community that's been near and dear to me. Love to show it off when people come visit. I'm very proud of all of the dense uh, restaurant, cultural, and entertainment venues we have in such a short, walkable distance. And so when this job came along for the nighttime mayor in the Iowa City downtown district, I had to jump on it and follow my heart. So my role here is to be our liaison for our late night businesses, um, whether that is business to business, uh, entities such as City Hall, University of Iowa, Johnson County Public Health, uh, things like that. And also um, what's a little more different with my role and where I'm couched is it's mostly about marketing as well with, you know, the nightmare independent Instagram account, the independent Twitter account. And, uh, so I'm still doing the advocacy piece or the liaison piece that all of us night managers do. Uh, mine is just a little bit more about showing off what we have to do. And as it pertains to our initiatives in the Iowa city, downtown district, clean, safe, and vibrant. Okay, and the Iowa City downtown district, it's right there on the river, right? We are on a river. Uh, (laughs) We are on the Iowa River, Um, Iowa City, Iowa, home to the University of Iowa, and uh, go Hawks. Yes, for all those listening, don't get it confused. We are not Cyclones. We are Hawkeyes here. Cyclones would be the other, uh, one of the other institutions in the state. (laughs) Well, I've been to Iowa City and I have enjoyed the district and uh, I completely get what you're talking about with that kind of density and the walkability of the space and also its proximity to the river. It's, It's really quite a perfect setting. Tell me a little bit about the relationship between the Iowa City downtown district and the city of Iowa City. For people Mm -hmm. who are thinking about establishing a nighttime economy manager or a night mayor for their city, your unique position is that you report or you're involved with the Iowa City downtown district as opposed to the city of Iowa City, or are Mm -hmm. they connected? Well, uh, so I'm, we are independent of the city of Iowa City. Uh, I work for what we call here in the state of Iowa, a self-sustaining municipal improvement district, or as every other state in the United States knows it, a business improvement district. Okay. Um, so while we are separate from the city, we do have a lot of connection and touch points with the city. So one of my roles inside of my work is I host this thing called the Legislative Committee that hosts members of our board and our community. And these are 
items that we, the Iowa City Downtown District, want done, but on uh, other partners doing it on our behalf. So advocacy. So there's a lot of touch points with the city manager's office, with current council members, and just having those ongoing conversations about the things we are working on internally and our goals for our current year or future years and how the city can help us out. So what I like about not being housed in the city is from our business community, I'm impartial. I'm not the bad guy. I'm not the authority. I'm I'm still their advocate. I can still speak to the city and, and definitely have a more streamlined connection to those people and uh, a quicker response because I know where to find those resources. So there's still a connection point. I'm just not employed by the city, but there are still times where we're having those conversations you know, offline, or there's some times where I have to get a troop of businesses to show up in public comment at the city council and talk about some things that we're advocating for. Yeah. Which you couldn't do if you were an employee of the city. You couldn't right. necessarily mobilize that kind of advocacy piece. That would be awkward, correct? <laughs> Incredibly awkward, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so so in the, the uh, BPID, Business Improvement District, or mm-hmm. it's got lots of different names on mm-hmm. lots of different cities, what pays you is revenue, uh, kind of a different tax upon the businesses in that district. Is that correct? That is right. So our uh, organization is mostly funded by a tax levy on every $1,000 valuation of properties in a certain geography, which is the Iowa City downtown district. Right. And then we do also benefit from a contribution from the University of Iowa that also funds our budget too. Oh, that's nice. Well, at, and that's a compassionate, caring stance, I think, on behalf of the university. They know the service that the downtown district provides the university community. Absolutely. So, yeah. So how, how is the city structured in terms of city council? Are they Do they have districts or are they... Um, Elected at large. We have three main districts, A, B, and C, and then the rest are at large. And there's a total council of seven. And then uh, once they're elected, then they elect internally of that seven a mayor. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. So the citizens don't elect the mayor of Iowa City. They elect all their council people and the council decides the mayor. I'll be darned. And is the downtown uh, district, downtown business district, in the district of one city council person in, in particularly? I'm trying to create the idea of what the structure of your particular um, work environment is so others can be thinking about the options. So you have a city council person that's that, that kind of over the downtown business district? Yes, but we interface with all of them. Okay. Well, I was yeah. just curious. And so, but the downtown business improvement district or the Iowa city downtown district, I should say mm-hmm. the Iowa city downtown district and the city council and the city of Iowa city have a very strong relationship. Is there another similar business improvement district in the city of Iowa city? Uh, yes. And uh, our organization specifically my, my previous executive director here at the Iowa city downtown district helped them found their own business improvement district. So there's a new one that just uh, incorporated last year. They're called South of Six, and uh, they are the uh, newest SMID in Iowa City, the only SMID. So it's just the Iowa City Downtown District and South of Six. Okay, I love that SMID. Uh, and yeah. if I understand correctly, Joe, you are the second person in this position in Iowa City. Is that what I remember from history? That is correct. So we had Angela uh, Wynicki here, uh, in 2017, when this role was first founded and they were part-time and they went all the way till late 2018. And then they rehired and under Angela's suggestion, 
this role then became a full-time position. And I'm sure it is at least a full-time position. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the, the members of the Iowa City downtown district, the businesses, is it all businesses or, and what types of businesses? What's the kind of breakout? Uh, there's a strong demand for food and beverage. We have over 90 food and beverage providers in our district. Um, we have 60 plus retailers or soft good retailers. Uh, and then we have an office community. There's a lot of independent uh, startup entrepreneur type businesses that are getting their start or have been here for quite some time. Uh, on, on top of the office community, there's lawyers, architects, therapists. Um, so there's a lot of those services here in downtown that are members as well. Okay, um, so professional services. All right. Rounding that out, we have um, five five hotels in our district. Oh, of course, of course. And uh, And what's the proximity of the district to the university campus itself? We are right out their back door. So across the street, um, across Clinton Street, is their uh, College of Liberal Arts campus and the what we call the Old Capitol, which houses a lot of their gen eds for uh, first and second year students. So we are maybe a couple paces away from, from their front door. Okay. And is, is there another kind of um, uh, commerce district that serves the student population of the university or is really the downtown district it? This is it. Yeah. There's really not a reason to go anywhere else. We have four different grocery stores, all the stuff down here. There's not really another area that is student centric. And that's not to say that this area is also uh, the residents who live in downtown. This is also the citizens of Iowa City. It's their place to go and experience arts and culture, fine dining, things like that as well. The reason I ask that is because there are plenty of university cities and college towns in North America mm -hmm. that have a you know have a you know that have the university right there and have a commerce district nearby, and it seems to me like this would be a good idea for people to park in their heads mm -hmm. uh, as they move forward and as those uh, retail districts begin to develop. D tell me, Joe. I know you and I mm -hmm. know what the answer to this question is, but so other people uh, understand what is a night mayor? Uh, well, more commonly known nowadays is the nighttime manager, but we here in the Iowa City downtown district call it the nighttime mayor. And that's mostly a uh, marketing pivot for us here at the Iowa City downtown district, something that kind of catches your ear and you want to learn more. So what I'm responsible for is liaisoning with our businesses and also our visitors to our businesses, business to business, uh, any regulatory entities who need to share out information fire marshal, public safety, um, any of our social services that we have available here in uh, in the county that are, you know, things like free sobering units that I'm sharing out with, with these bars and restaurants, things that their patrons might find interesting, resources that are available. You can't make the decisions for these businesses, but you can put a lot of stuff in front of them and help them make a choice that is beneficial for their organization and their customers and their patrons. It's just making sure everybody's on the most up-to-date page of information and and, and things going on. Well, what, so tell, what do you do in the course of a day? There's always, I would say in a week, there's maybe one to two different standing meetings that we have. No day is 
identical. <laughs> I think that's what I like about this job. Um, so there are maybe are some meetings we have to do with like council members that we might have. And those are like once every three, three months or so. There are some committees that I'm on. So I'm on the University of Iowa's Partnership for Alcohol Safety, wow. which is kind of evolved into a larger harm reduction type initiative on top of alcohol, but also like mental health and mental wellness, the physical spaces that we host here in our downtown that are uh, public facing and the ways that those areas can be improved for safety purposes. There may be reporting that I have to share out with folks, things that we are getting feedback from, from our businesses about what they're seeing in nightlife as it relates to public safety. And that's not to say that public safety doesn't already know these things, but making sure that that communication channel is streamlined and it's going both ways. Um, so they're sharing out what they're what they're working on and businesses are saying what they're seeing that maybe an officer wasn't there at that exact moment, um, but stuff for them to keep an eye on. There may be um, long-term things that we're working on in projects. And that's another reason why I like working inside of a business improvement district is we constantly get feedback from our members about things that we should be working on. So there's always something new and exciting and a program that we can launch. So for instance, two years ago, no, three years ago now, as a form of economic recovery, we launched a program called Better Bathrooms. And this tied into spaces in nightlife and harm reduction and about, you know, a, a restroom facility is sort of a place where people maybe escape from what's going on in a bar. And so we found out as a way for our businesses to compete with similar businesses in the area that are newer, have better build-outs, have less expensive rent. We wanted to give these businesses a shot in the arm and a, and a, a chance to improve their facilities because that's an impression on their business, no matter how good the service was at the front of the house, but it's also an impression on downtown. So things like that, we might be working, I might be working on long-term initiatives and developing programs. Um, another thing we're looking at in the next fiscal year is we're going to be improving cleaning services. So we increased our levy rate and our members said, we want more additional cleaning in our downtown. And a lot of that that needs to be cleaned up is created at night. Mm -hmm. So trying to do the follow-up and, and find out and doing some research and like, what are other business improvement districts doing? And, you know, we're not probably going to do block by block because that's a very large scale type thing. And we are, you know, about, about 12 square blocks here in downtown. Um, so there may be some longer term things that I'm working on as well. And then whoever just randomly emails you, you know, from the, the night before and just following up with them. So it varies. It's It's always different. And that's a nice thing for people like you and me who are inherently creative, I would imagine. <laughs> now, we had a wonderful uh, podcast interview with Colin Fowler from your yeah. police department, and he yeah. gave a really wonderful perspective of their mindset in, quote, policing the mm -hmm. uh, Iowa City downtown district. And it had a different kind of feel to it How, mm -hmm. in, in terms of what people typically think of police mm -hmm. officers in nightlife districts. Mm -hmm. How much influence have uh, have you and the downtown district been able to have on this, this lighter touch and this more caring, compassionate stance with the police department? Sure. I, I would say the Iowa City Police Department has naturally gone that way. And that just happens to 
sync up with what we're looking for in the Iowa City downtown district. Colin Fowler is the daytime liaison for us and our organization helps supplement that role to be funded. Uh, doesn't pay for the salary, but we supplement to help pay for that. And the Iowa City Police Department has already, you know, in the last 15 years, even before this organization was started, they started looking at reforming how they interacted with the public. We are very fortunate to be the county seat here. There's a lot more divergent services that are available, and there's still more that people want to explore. You know, we have this place called the Guidelink Center where somebody could go and sober up for the evening. Their friend could even tag along and monitor them overnight, as long as they're not a harm to themselves and others, things like that. The way that Colin talked about like de-escalation training and our, our police force is trained in that and coming at people in a, in a, like a social worker type sense, which they shouldn't be a, so they shouldn't, shouldn't have to be the social worker and shouldn't have to wear so many hats. And so that's another thing about like what we're looking to in the future is can we take that burden off of, you know, as a community, can we take that burden off of these police officers and have them actually responding to, you know, more uh, situations that they're, they're meant to rather than being a social worker for everybody on the street. So a prospective program in the future might be something that takes that more caring, compassionate roles on the street right. at night. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And you were just telling me before we started about a major event you hosted this past weekend. Is this kind of the kind of the part of the thing that you do? Tell us a little bit about the the block party, which looked like a blast. Yeah. So our block party is this is the sixth year and it was a celebration of nightlife is the initiative and really to help support our late night businesses in a slower time. Traditionally, summertime is really slow for our bars and restaurants, but also to draw people in and, and show nightlife in an, in an attractive light or setting. And this was a way to one, support our businesses, but also destigmatize years of Iowa City having a reputation as a you know college party town. Uh, it's still a college town, but trying to make it an all ages type thing. So we have people from the, the age of two years old to you know 90 years old out on our street. And so this programming, um, we try to stuff every corner and every uh, block with a free activity, but those activities come with a cost. And so how we recuperate those costs is through sponsorships, but also selling a hosted cup that, you know, one special night of the year, Iowa City allows a certain section of downtown to be open container for beer oh, and wine. Okay. And so that's the draw. Uh, I For this event, I just help support it. I don't do the, the planning, but it's definitely our signature and most attended events. So this is about 35,000 to 40,000 people on our streets. Wow. Things, uh, things that are happening on the street, like sand volleyball, dueling pianos, drag shows, professional wrestling. So lots to see and take in to celebrate all the cool things we have here in Iowa City. And also a wonderful way to activate a college town when college is really Mm -hmm. in its low season. I am speaking with Joe Riley. He's the nighttime mayor for the Iowa City Downtown District. You can find out more about him and this program uh, that they conduct in Iowa City at downtowniowacity.com. Uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can find Downtown Iowa City, but they also have a, a unique uh, Instagram and Twitter accounts at Night Mayor. 
underscore IC for, I guess, Iowa City. Knight Mayor underscore IC. I have to say Knight Mayor and say that specifically <laughs> because with my accent, it sounds like yeah. I'm saying Knight Mayor. Do you want to tell <laughs> listeners a little bit about the Nightcap Alliance? Absolutely. So we, through the pandemic, uh, us night managers here in the United States had always had this standing little Friday afternoon meetup online. And as we really went through the ringer in 2020 and 2021, we had to heavily rely on each other and our own experiences to give each other strength and support because this is such a here in the United States, this is such a nascent idea, really, where, you know, just maybe a decade in where it's formalized. And then we're having more of these cities pop up and hire this type of position. And what we're, what we were learning is, well, we need to formalize because what we're seeing is a city will say, we're looking for to hire a nighttime manager and executive of nightlife. Great. You're hired. You're it. Um, you probably know what you're doing, right? And just push them out the door. And so we're we came together to form this, you know, landing pad one for newly, you know, appointed nighttime managers and existing nighttime managers. But also, we've walked the walk, and so sharing those experiences and tools and resources that we already know or we've experienced and can demonstrate, and a way to have people have these resources and not be like walking in the dark as it relates to nighttime management. And anybody can join and support Nightcap Alliance. You can learn more about them at nite-capcap.org. I know that 24 Hour Nation is a member and very supportive of what you're doing. All right. My last question of you, Joe, and mm -hmm. it has to do with the university aspect of the city. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned earlier that the universities involved in the downtown district, that the supportive of it. Uh, that you have a, a kind of a good working relationship with mm -hmm. the university. It makes sense that city leaders and the campus nightlife district and the university would like to feel a responsibility to parents mm -hmm. to help watch after their kids. It, it, if you had a chance to talk with the parents and mm -hmm. city administrators and other major college towns like Lincoln, Nebraska, Madison, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, mm -hmm. Ames, even I'm, obviously mm -hmm. choosing all the other <laughs> cities that are in your football mm -hmm. uh, conference. <laughs> what would you say to these parents and other city leaders that might help them establish a night mayor in those cities? Specifically college towns and business improvement districts. There's something to be said about the need for this type of role uh, because these towns, these cities have all their nighttime collateral usually just packed into one area. It's its own little entertainment district. What's important is that this role, nighttime managers all across the United States, they have this one key through line is that they put everybody together. So, you know, in our community, we have a lot of people who care about nightlife, people who care about safety. They want this place to be cool, someplace that they can enjoy. There's all these different folks who have these thoughts and they want it to do well, but there's no one tying it all together. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to found this role because why this whole role started here, at, you know, way back in Amsterdam was decisions were being made about nightlife in nine to five by people who are not out after 5 p.m. And so someone could be there in a central point to share out information and uh, coalesce all these voices of all these nightlife businesses to parents, to a university 
to the city and really contextualize a story because especially nowadays where you see stuff on social media and online and and usually uh news that is shared online is usually negative news because negative news gets clicks no one wants to hear the everything's going fine in nightlife <laughs> that doesn't sell ads so um, that does get parents stirred up. So it is important to have a centralized role that can tell that story and share that with the university and the city and everybody who wants to know. Parents, maybe you really ought to give Iowa City a try. This has been Season 2, Episode 17 of 24 Minutes from 24-Hour Nation. Visit us online at 24hournation.com and follow us on social media at 24 Hour Nation. My name is Randall White. <laughs>